Father, we stand in amazement uh, today with so many reasons for why you're so good. God, we're so thankful that we get to gather today. We're so thankful that you're with us today. We're so thankful for the promises that you've given to us in your word today. God, I pray as we open up your word that it would be a blessing. It would minister to our hearts. Uh, God, that you would compel us forward to live this spirit-filled life, this joyful life that you've invited us into. Help us to discover new uh, new depths of what that even means for us. Uh, I pray a special blessing over everyone who is watching, and I pray that the eyes of our heart would be enlightened today. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, I hope you had a wonderful 4th of July uh, weekend. I know me and my family had an awesome time. We uh, set up inflatables and pools in my driveway, and it was a real classy time together. Uh, but maybe before we like really get into this, here's what, if you're with your life group, you're with a friend or family, would you give away a hug today? Give, give one hug right now. Just hug somebody. Somebody needs a hug today. And so we're going to give hugs away. Uh, if you're with yourself, uh, I'm, I'm going to give you a hug. Okay, we're hugging. Okay, great. Hug somebody right now and just enjoy this time together. Man, it's such a joy to be able to gather together and worship the King. I am I'm so thankful for, for my life group, man. Uh, the longer we walk with each other, we're watching people join our lives, and we're watching the Spirit of God do some really incredible things in the life of our life group. And I know I've talked to many of you guys as we study uh, the work of the Holy Spirit through this time in Acts. It's really caused a lot of question, and it's caused a lot of excitement as well, and it's caused actually a lot of encounter with the Holy Spirit as well. And so many of your groups are coming alive in a really fresh way simply because you're asking the questions, the Word says this, I'm not experiencing this, what needs to change? And people are making steps in obedience and watching the Spirit really come to work in their lives. So as you discover, if you have questions, I want to encourage you, would you just connect with us? Shoot us a DM message. We'd love to connect, answer any questions you have. Uh, if you'd like to be a part of a life group, this is really what we're about. We're connecting all over the city, and uh, we meet in homes. And so if you're watching today and you'd like to connect with a group of people in your area, we'd love to connect you. Would you just shoot us a message, and we'd love to, uh, to connect. Hey, if you've got your Bibles today, we're going to continue. I'm, I'm pausing at the end of Acts 4, and we're going to finish out this, this one concept uh, of, of talking really about the filling of the Holy Spirit. And so if you've been following with us, the book of Acts is really Acts of the Holy Spirit. It's all the things that the Holy Spirit was doing and accomplishing through the church. And so we get to the end of four, and we've seen, as we talked about last week, uh, Peter and John have gotten arrested. They were released, and now they get together. They pray. The Holy Spirit comes down upon them. And then right here in verse 31 and 32, it talks about the results of the Spirit-filled life. Check this out. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. That's one of the things that the Holy Spirit does. They had everything in common. I'm going to pause right there. Everything in common, here's what that means. What's mine is yours. What's yours is mine. You're like, what? That means refrigerator rights. You ever have somebody come over to your house and just make themselves right at home? That's what they were experiencing because what they believed was everything they had was no longer theirs. In fact, they didn't care because they held everything loosely. This place is fleeting. It's only temporary. I belong to something eternal. Thus, the result of that was my stuff here, 
Have it. It's not a big deal to me. It's a gift from God. In fact, everything is a gift from God. And His presence is more valuable than anything. And all that I have is what has been given to me, entrusted to me, in fact. And so if you need, it's yours. What an interesting concept. I think many of us in this season, if you've been in the church for any amount of time, you love to give gifts. But sometimes the harder thing is actually receive it. What they said is nothing they had was their own. Thus, they gave and they received freely. Such a cool concept as we think about the filling of the Holy Spirit and what He does. And He really breaks our bonds with things of this world. And He causes us to live with open hands because His presence is so wonderful. Let's continue. Now, the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul. And no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. He says it twice there. But the word heart is really this seat of where the motive comes from. It's where you get your why. And so when he says they have one heart and one soul, that really means they had one why. They had one way of thinking. Proverbs 4 says, guard your heart, for from that place where the why comes from is where everything in your life flows from. Your why you do things is very, very important. So from the heart flows everything else. I don't know about you, but on, on my 4th of July uh, event, my escapade in my, in my driveway, uh, my, my kids have set up a pool. And in this pool... If you don't know this, I've, I have a, a little farm, and so I have two goats, I have a chicken, and that pool very quickly gets very disgusting, depending on what gets into the pool. My kids, three children, five, three, and one, get in and out, in and out, in and out. And within the matter of 30 minutes, that pool is somewhat cloudy. I'll be generous. Cloudy is the word. Have you ever tried to clean out a cloudy kiddie pool? I, we have a toy uh, little net, and I'm like over there toy all the time just trying to get all that stuff out there, you know? And it never works. It stays cloudy because it's dirty. What's got in the pool can't get out of the pool. And if you guys ever filled up your life with a bunch of junk, I have. I've lived a life where I felt like my life was just getting cloudy. It was getting full. It was getting a little bit heavy. Before long, you don't want to swim in there anymore, do you? Maybe you're experiencing that today. So how do you clean out your pool, if you will? The bad news for some of us with kids is our, our water bill goes up because we know how to clean out the kiddie pool. You just got to fill it with brand new water, don't you? I've been draining that pool and filling it up every single day because it ain't worth swimming in. That thing is brown before you know it. And so my water bill is through the roof. But the only way to clean out a pool is to add fresh water. That's exactly what really Ezekiel 11 says. And here's maybe some questions we understand how to read the scripture. But Ezekiel 11, 19 through 21 says that I will give them one heart and a new spirit I'm going to put within them. I will remove the heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh that they may walk in my statutes. So what in the world is this talking about? So Proverbs is saying from the heart really flows life. And Ezekiel is saying, they need a brand new heart. I'm going to do a brand new heart transplant for the people who choose to follow me. What really Proverbs is pointing us to is the one who actually accomplished the perfect heart is Jesus. 
He guarded his heart perfectly, kept his heart perfectly pure. And so first off, Proverbs is really pointing to Jesus. But secondly, the person who's had the heart transplant, Really, Ezekiel helps us understand that we've had a heart transplant. We've had a brand new heart. We've had a brand new life breathed in by the Spirit of God. And we've got a new heart. It's no longer made of stone, but we have a desire to want to follow the king now. So what Proverbs now points us to is the thing we've got to guard, we've got to protect, is actually understanding the truth. That I can't clean out my own heart, but Jesus can clean out my heart. In fact, he offers us a brand new heart because of... and from what he has done, accomplished for us. This is really good news. In other words, uh, the, the water gets cleaned out by the promise that is through Jesus. So how and what does this spirit-filled life continue to look like once we've had this heart transplant? I think this passage really helps us understand. And Paul almost uses the identical words in Philippians 2 as he helps this church understand what the spirit-filled life looks like. Here's what he says. He says in verse 2, he says, Would you complete my joy by being of the same mind? What does that sound like? Being of one mind, one heart. Paul says, Complete my joy as I walk with you. Be of one mind. Having the same love. That's really the compelling element, right? When you understand the promise of Jesus, everything is really built on this why is love. Why did Jesus come? Why did God do this? Because he loved the world so much that he gave. So God loved you so much that he gave his life for you. That's the motivating why of God. And so really what we're invited into from Paul, he's saying, have the same mind. Have the same why. Here's your why. It's the same why of God. He'll give you the transplant of your heart to operate in the same way that he does. Starting to make sense? Being in full accord and one mind. That means moving in the same direction with the same thoughts. You see, this world is so divided because they have a different basis or a different why. Everybody's got their own why. Have you not heard that? Your why is fine. And, and your why is, there's no problem with yours. You, you're, you have a right to have your own why. But in reality, if everybody has a different why and everything is acceptable, then it eventually leads to chaos because your why can, there's no rules of the why. But in reality, Jesus sets forward a why for each one of us, and it is love. And that's what we're going to continue to discover as we walk through the book of Acts, because the biblical definition of love is far different than many other definitions that we're hearing today. I want to encourage you, would you step in, would you press in with us to discover how the Bible and how Jesus really defines love, we're about to discover it. But he gives us one single why. And it's a foundation of love that he first doesn't just preach to us. He models for us. He lives for us. He walks for us. And here he shows us in verse 3. Here's what this looks like. Here's what motivates us. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit. Do nothing out of selfish ambition. That means nothing that moves you over another. Do nothing that that is compelled by just the, the, the benefit of self. Do nothing from selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. 
Listen, this is, this is not something for us to just start doing if you don't know Jesus. If your heart has not been encountered by love and you don't understand that God has loved you first, he loves you right where you are. While you were still messed up and jacked up, he said, I love you. I love you in your mind. Would you come to me and receive forgiveness today? Because you can't clean up your life. But once you've received love, the love of God, then what compels you forward is understanding that this is the way of love that he models for us. Listen, he says this, verse 5. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. So here's the mind. Remember the mind. Here's the way we think. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. So everywhere I'm going, what, what Paul points the church to is to be thinking, how can I give away my life for somebody? How can I show them that they matter? I want you to know today that God, God says that you matter. And he's invited us to then walk the life that Jesus walks and show somebody today that they matter. Have that mind among yourselves. And here's where it's found. It's found in Christ Jesus. It's found first in Him. It's a promise. Verse 6. Here's what He did. Who, though He was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied Himself. That means... What, what happened on the cross that day as we understand the love of God, what was poured out onto Jesus as we understand the truth is a wrath of God was poured out over Jesus. A punishment was poured out over Jesus because of the sin of the world, because of the messed up things. He bore a punishment that you and I deserve. So in other words, he took off, of his, off his crown, he laid it down, and he climbed up on a cross and he took the punishment that you and I deserve. And then in place of what's poured onto him, he pours out a blessing of life to each one of us. What's poured onto him was wrath. What's poured out of him was love. And love is offered to anybody who would receive the love of God today through what Jesus did. He's alive, my friend. And if you need the love of God today, you can have it. Come to Jesus. Just tell him you need love today. Tell him you need him to accept you today. Tell him that you understand how far off you've maybe missed the mark, but you recognize that there's no way for you to make a mark. You can't fix your life up. You can't clean the pool. It's too cloudy. You can't change the water unless he changes it. Would you invite him to change the water today? Would you invite him to pour his life out over you today? Would you receive the fact that this was a promise for you today? God loved the world so much that he gave his life for you today. This is a promise that we have through this passage, and this is what Paul points the church to, receive the love of Jesus. And then understand this, as you've received the love of Jesus, now go give your life away as he has given it to you. I want to finish with this today. And this picture is really painted in John chapter 13. As Jesus ends the, it gets near the end of his life, he gives one final act to some of his closest friends. And what he does is that day he says, hey, listen, you followed me as teacher, and you looked to me as Lord. And this you're very right. But here's what I want to model for you. Do as I have done. And what he does that day is he takes off his outer garment, and he puts a, a, a towel around his waist. And he proceeds to wash his disciples' feet. And in that day, people's feet are gross because they're wearing sandals, and they're walking, and honestly, the streets have open sewage 
it's just a really nasty picture. It's really made for the worst kind of servant in the house. Jesus takes the form of the furthest, the lowest servant of the house and begins to wash his disciples' feet. He gets to his friend named Peter, and Peter looks at him and says, you will never wash my feet. Jesus responds and says, listen, Peter, unless you let me wash your feet, you have no business following me. You'll have no share with me. Peter looks at him and says, if, if that be the case, then wash my entire body. Wash me whole. And he says, I have washed you whole and you are clean. It was a perfect picture of what Jesus really means is, unless he changes the water of your life, unless he washes you clean, there is no way for you to be clean. That's what Peter was discovering that day. But it's this perfect picture of the King of Heaven as He removes His crown and being fully deserved to do whatever He wants. Do you understand that? The perfect God-man can do whatever He wants, and yet here's what He decides to do. Model what love looks like. Here's what love looks like. It's not about Him at all, and He's going to model for you, not preach to you. He's going to model for you what the life looks like. He takes off of His crown, wraps a towel around His waist, and takes the form of the lowest servant. Then Paul invites us to do the very same thing in Philippians 2. Do you want to experience the Spirit-filled life? Do you understand what that could look like in this day? Can you imagine how foreign it is to not try to build your own kingdom? To not try to get ahead? To not try to posture and position your life just to win? I hear that all the time. Well, I'm going to win. Instead, to take the form of a servant and to give away as any has need, no matter what you deserve. Wow, that is something worth noting. I think that is something that would transform the world. I think that's something that people would take note of and go, something different about that person. I have a couple questions for you. Would you let Jesus wash you with his promise today? I mean, would you really let Jesus come and serve you today? Number one, you've got to let him serve you. Just like Peter, if you don't let him serve you, then you'll have no share with him. He's got to clean you up today. He's got to clean me up today. He's got to pour fresh life over me today. Come to the cross every single day and receive life today. Receive that. No matter where you are, you say, I'm not, I don't deserve that, Jay. You've got to come there. You've got to go there. Receive life today. And the second thing. Would you receive life by faith? And you're going, man, I, I receive. Would you begin to thank him for giving that promise to you? It's by faith that you receive that today. And it's in worship that we step in today. And as you step into worship, you're going to experience the flow of grace of your life today. The third thing is, and here's maybe the impact. I prayed for each one of you today. And as I read that passage, that they became servant, they became nothing, that they considered somebody greater than themselves. That's, that's kind of challenging, isn't it? I prayed that something or someone would come to your mind. I prayed that as we read that, that you heard a name, that you thought of a circumstance in your life, that you thought of something very specific. Did something come to your mind as we read that passage? I don't think it's an accident. And I'm, I'm going to ask, would you accept the invitation to be poured out for someone else today? You're invited. It's not a demand, but it's an invite. 
And it's a promise that Jesus poured his life out for you. So would you come and would you experience the filling of the Holy Spirit as you pour your life out for another? And I promise you the Spirit will give you the power and the, and the grace to do these and accomplish far more than you think or imagine as you walk the road that Jesus walked. As we finish our time today, and as you have, in, in essence, taken off your crown or what you deserve, and you've decided to put on the towel to serve another, would you, would you, would you close this time today by breaking up in twos. And if you're by yourself, maybe you can give somebody a call or maybe you can just think out loud about this. Maybe you can write your thoughts down. But if you're with your life group today, with your family, would you break up in twos today and share who you think that the Spirit has placed on your mind to serve? Who has God placed on your heart right now to serve in the way that Jesus has served you? Maybe, just maybe, it's the least deserving, the most challenging, but as you discern who that is, would you share with the other person who that is on your mind and your heart that you need to give your life away, be poured out for, that they would have an encounter with the grace and love of God? And as you do that, we're going to pray for one another as you share those because this is about to be a wonderful, exciting challenge. Now, then, after this begins to happen this week, would you share the results with the person that you're praying with? Now, Let's do that. Let's pray together. I love you guys and can't wait to hear all the stories that take place.